Any city you visit is likely to have a population of people who are homeless or have a hard time making ends meet. According to the Herald, Rock Hill's local newspaper, the homeless population in York County alone has increased 13% from 2017 to 2018. The Mercantile in Rock Hill decided to start a community-maintained fridge outside of their shop. Their hope is to allow lower-income people in the community to have access to food that isn't necessarily just canned food. We talked to Brittany Kelly, who spearheaded the project on what she thought was successful and some of the problems that they found along the way. Brittany Kelly, owner of The Mercantile, um, partners with my husband, cool. Michael Kelly. Yep. How long have you guys been in this space or opening? We've been in here two years yep. on Black Friday in November. And then, wow. um, but we've had the business concept for quite some time. We started okay. out with the real estate portion and then the remodeling. And yeah. then this was the location to outfit their home. Yeah. So. Um, so the community for a new addition outside yeah. the mercantile. Um, the reason or idea behind that, what was, what kind of sparked that? Like after working on a congressional campaign and trying to make my way through Washington mm-hmm. after that, you know, just, you realize that all change starts with your community, local community. Um, so we decided to have the store and be able to push those platforms. And the community fridge was a part of that okay. um, most recently. And we opened that up um, July the 1st. Okay. So, you know, I had a group of little girls in the community come yeah. and ask me if I could provide them a fridge in a space they would make sure it stayed full. We had a fridge donated within a couple hours. Yeah. And so... Um, set up the Facebook page and that quickly grew to yeah. over a few thousand people overnight. Fast, it, yeah. was, it was crazy. Yeah. I um, wish my business one would grow that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, well, I think it's, a, it's a year, 2020 has just been one of those years. I mean, this was during a pandemic. Yeah. Um, people are looking for ways to help. How, how do yeah. they get involved in the community? It wasn't politically driven. Yeah. Um, you know, it's anybody can participate. Yeah. It's 24 yeah. seven. Um, so we wanted to set up as little few rules as possible, mm-hmm. but still be able to make a difference and teach your kids in the meantime, you know, the importance of helping out the community. So. Yeah. Were there a lot of hurdles that you had to do to get it? I know you said you had your team of five that kind of made it happen really quickly. Were there any like legal things that went into that or was it just like, here's the idea we're going to go for? It? I'm a ask forgiveness rather than permission person. Absolutely. If I would have probably taken it to the city said I have this idea Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would have sent me down a pathway of a million different hurdles and things and ultimately it broke down I mean there's a law that states it's it's an act um, Mm -hmm. that you know if you're donating food you're not covered you know you're you're exempt from um, anyone getting sick or being governed by DHEC or any of those things so we do have it set up in our process that you have to clean the fridge um, when you do adopt it for the week so people signing up for that but I mean, the main hurdles for us was security. Um, obviously, by placing it outside of my business, I knew that I risked, you know, inviting somebody to rob my store, yeah. um, bust the windows up because it's right beside the glass for it or glass garage door. So I knew what I was setting myself up for. Um, I knew that it could draw a crowd that might not be what we wanted here. Yeah. I was worried I could come in some days and there would be somebody sleeping on one of our benches outside um so it was just how do we set this up so that people just simply grab the food they need and go and it was really important for us that they felt like they had a place to come they had a community they could depend on that cared about them that they didn't have to fill out a form to you know 
state what their financial situation was because every food bank here in town you do have to do that you have to submit some type of economic um, impact form as yeah. long as what your finances are and all of that yeah. and you have to fit this criteria to be able to get the assistance needed so yeah. I didn't want any of that I just wanted it to be as simple as possible yeah. um, so we did we built the um, shelter for it the lean-to roof yeah. and um, we put a camera up there so we can track it we also yeah. have a sensor in the fridge that tells us if it goes over obviously I've never ever kept a fridge outside mm -hmm. and so yeah. all you can do is research it and yeah. you know um, yeah that's really cool. I um, so for the criteria part, like I'm, I think I don't know what I don't know if you know what the criteria looks like for the food banks, but I'm guessing it's something along along the lines of like send this bill so we can make sure you're making X amount of money, driver's license, that kind of stuff. Um, do you feel like that maybe holds people back from even wanting to sign up for those things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the first things that I've learned, um, you know, I haven't been well versed into the homeless population yeah. here. Um, but by meeting people through the fridge, I mean, I make a point to try to go out there and meet everyone yeah. um, and just let them know who I am uh -huh. and there is no ill intentions of this. I don't want your information. Like, yeah. just, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Um, what I've learned is that most of them, the, at least of the homeless population that comes, they don't have a driver's license yeah. um, because I've even been able to like get them jobs elsewhere and set mm -hmm. them up. But if they don't have a driver's license, they can't even get a simple job. Yeah. Um, and then trying to get a driver's license, you know, we don't really have a bus that goes. Yeah, you need transportation. Yeah, you need transportation to get to the DMV. Then you have to, right now you have to schedule an appointment yeah. to even go to the DMV. So you either have to get transportation, go there, schedule an appointment and come back, yeah. or you've got to have access to a computer. Yeah. Um, so we do have things in place like pathways where they can go, but you've also got people that aren't, they're embarrassed. They don't yeah. want to go through that process or, you know, they might just be struggling for the week. They don't need a long-term commitment yeah. of somebody holding their hand. Um, our biggest population is elderly community. Really? Okay. So those are people that don't have access to technology or mm -hmm. don't even know how to use it. They, they do have a car. They can get here. They found out about us either from their doctor mm -hmm. or through other programs and incentives yeah. or just family members. Okay. Um, so I would say that's the majority of who we serve at yeah. the community fridge. So who like, how did you get that message out? I know you said the Facebook page blew up like almost mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. Were there any people that you reached out to try mm -hmm. to get that message out or was it like, um, use the, the mercantile platform and the audience you already had in the mercantile to kind of mm -hmm. get that. Was that the case? Yeah. So at first, um, with COVID, our original intentions were to serve the kids. And I knew that a lot of these kids were going to be virtual. They were not going back to school. Yeah. And this was before the government passed um, the free lunch program, free yeah. breakfast and lunch for uh -huh. all students. Um, but the problem is, is you have to be willing to pick up that food. Yeah. Um, you have to go to the school and actually get it. And it's only offered at certain schools. It's not their regular school. Yeah. They don't have a car, so they're not going to walk three, four Probably miles, miles yeah. down the road to Bellevue Morning to pick it up. Lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not happened. So, um, you know, that those were situations and there's tons of those one type of scenario yeah. that these kids aren't getting food. Um, so what could we do? So we, mm -hmm. we reached out to all the principals that okay. we could. Um, we reached out to local organizations like um, Boys and Girls Club, okay. 
for a while we just reached out to those organizations Schools, yeah. and honestly word did spread because everybody's got a phone pretty yeah. much yeah. i mean they're able to get a free phone yeah. so they were able to get on facebook and learn about the page and okay. that's how we communicate to a lot of people yeah. um they'll message us anonymously okay. on there and just you know tell us their needs yeah. sometimes we've got people needing baby formula and so we're yeah. able to kind of put that yeah. request out and within mm-hmm hours do we just have boxes of baby really? formula showing up yeah oh yes yeah. i mean we had one homeless person that didn't have a tent so yeah. i put out we need a tent you know yeah. um and it, we had one immediately donated so by having the fridge we aren't catering to homeless as much i mean okay. they can come and grab an apple mm. or i think you know something that's already prepared yeah. but yeah. for the most part it's touching just those families that are really impacted yeah by covid19 right now yeah. or just a time in their life yeah so many people are without a job so we're supplying eggs and milk and just ways for them they can bake and cook and we're giving them oil you know like little things like that you don't think about that are just staples in most homes we're averaging right now about a thousand people a day come into the fridge Um, and one thing honestly I did not ever anticipate happening was that everything we did do for the community it came back full force to us when when COVID hit I mean our numbers are up 77% from last year yeah I was interested, this is not necessarily related um, so much to the, the strategy or the effectiveness of the fridge, but mm-hmm. are there any like cool or interesting or moving stories um, that have come from the fridge? Can you think of maybe one in particular? There's so many incredible stories. Um, it, one of really moving stories, sorry I forgot about this one, was no, um, a grandmother here mm-hmm. who lives here in Rock Hill, her son passed away okay. from COVID-19 oh, wow. and she ended up getting the kids. So she's like, I don't work, I'm retired, so I don't make enough on Social Security to, to raise, I think there's three kids, I can't remember. So she comes to the fridge to get food for the kids and yeah. her. And so, you know, there's there's definitely impacts coming out of COVID-19. Yeah. They might be in various forms, whether yeah. they've lost their jobs. We've had several people that have just lost their jobs yeah. and aren't able to afford food right now because yeah. they got to keep the power on. Rock Hill has continued to help each other and come together as a community. Thanks to Michael and Brittany Kelly, disadvantaged people in the nearby area have access to food that normally wouldn't be available. Hopefully their innovations can inspire and help people in the community. For the Palmetto Report, I'm Kevin Seabrook.